Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. In this episode, I want to talk about the slow carb diet. Get ready, because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps, Big Jeans. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to talk about the slow-carb diet. Rather, I want to provide sort of a beginner's introduction to the slow-carb diet, and I, I just want to clarify that I am also a beginner at it. So this is a beginner's point of view to other beginners, I guess. But it should be pretty good, so make sure you stick around until the end uh, to make sure that you learn everything there is to know about this, what seems to be an awesome diet. So what is the slow-carb diet? The slow-carb diet is a, uh, it's kind of a diet system, I guess, um, popularized uh, by Tim Ferriss, and it focuses on consuming foods with a low glycemic index. Now, there are some basic rules that Tim came up with to make this easier to sort of wrap your head around. So I'm going to pull a quote directly from his blog. Uh, quote, rule number one, avoid white, starchy carbohydrates or those that can be white. This means all bread, pasta, rice, potatoes, and grains. If you have to ask, don't eat it. Rule number two, eat the same few meals over and over again, especially for breakfast and lunch. You already do this. You're just picking new default meals. Rule number three, don't drink calories. Exception, one to two glasses of dry red wine per night is allowed. Rule number four, don't eat fruit. Fructose leads to glycerol phosphate, which leads to more body fat, more or less. Avocado and tomatoes are accepted. And rule number five, take one day off per week and go nuts. I choose and recommend Saturday. End quote. So the slow carb diet is quite popular and for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, Tim himself is quite popular. He has a massive following and has been compared to Oprah of the new generation. And so anything that he suggests is going to be popular. Um, but 
more substantially, uh, you can more or less eat whatever you want on your cheat days. And this includes cake and pasta and all of the other sort of unhealthy things. And uh, frankly, they've done quite a bit of research on this. And and it's been shown that uh, if you pair that cheat day with six other days of sort of low glycemic index dieting, going wild doesn't do that much damage. Um, And so that's obviously incredibly attractive to a lot of people. Uh, It just makes the whole thing seem easier. Uh, Number two, it's fairly easy to follow. I mean, it's a it's a simple set of rules. You know, these are the things you can't do. These are the things you can do. And you just sort of stick to that. And number three, Tim has said on multiple occasions that counting calories doesn't matter. Now, I don't know the research behind that. But again, if Tim says it, a lot of people are going to follow it. And the ability to sort of eat healthy and not have to worry about Uh, calorie consumption is incredibly attractive to a lot of people. And so all of these factors combined create a diet or a nutrition system that has exploded in popularity. But we we have to take a step back here. What exactly is a slow carb? And I know I mentioned before a low glycemic index. So let's jump into that. Quote, the glycemic index or GI is a system of ranking carbohydrates based on how much they raise blood glucose levels. It was originally developed for diabetics, but its usefulness has grown with our understanding of the impact blood sugar levels have on hunger. According to Christine Pelkman, PhD, an assistant professor of nutrition at SUNY Buffalo, the theory goes you eat a carbohydrate, the rise in blood sugar triggers a boost in insulin production. Insulin reduces your blood sugar, which leaves you feeling irritable and lethargic, end quote. So the term slow carb refers to the speed at which your blood sugar levels drop after consuming the food. The slower your blood sugar drops, the more full you'll feel, the longer your energy will be sustained, and the better you'll feel overall. Which leads us to the natural question, what can you eat? Uh, All of this sounds very scientific and complicated, but when we get down to it, Nothing works if we don't understand it. So what are the foods that we can and can't eat? And frankly, this is where things get a little bit complicated, unfortunately. Technically, any food with a glycemic index of 55 or less is considered a slow carb and should be allowed. With that said, if you're following Tim Ferriss' version of the diet, he has some additional rules. For example, in rule number four, Tim says that you shouldn't eat fruit. But if we look at the glycemic index table, you'll see that fruits like apples, bananas, cherries, grapefruit, mango, they all have a glycemic index below 55 and should be fine. The fact is, Tim's rule here is actually not so much about the glycemic index. It's more about the fructose that comes with fruit and how that affects your body. And so there are other factors to consider. But in general, the glycemic score of a food kind of determines whether or not you should consider it. So some meal ideas you can try, some things I've done that that really, frankly, are delicious and amazing. Um, Burrito bowls. So you can do a burrito bowl, swap in white rice for brown rice, and maybe even sub out half of your rice for veggies. I've honestly even done a burrito bowl with no rice at all, extra black beans or sort of a mixture of black and pinto. And uh, frankly, it just tastes incredible. Like put some guac on that. Uh, Be cautious of the salsa you use and you're going to want to avoid cheese. But it just it tastes fantastic and it's 
perfectly where we want the uh, glycemic index to be. Plus, it's packed with protein. So that's going to make you feel really good for the rest of the day. Uh, some breakfast ideas. I can eggs cooked up with basically the veggies of your choice. I mean, more or less every veggie is allowed. Um, many people say to go for egg whites, but I personally choose to keep the yolks because I don't hate myself. Um, if you're going to choose to do fruit like I am, you can do smoothies. That's a pretty delicious breakfast or a snack. My favorite right now is a uh, frozen banana, strawberry, blueberry, and raspberry smoothie with a bit of spinach and some protein. I use uh, natural peanut butter because I like the taste of it more than like a protein powder, but you know, to each their own. Basically, there are a lot of things that you can eat. And if you head back to gregclunas.com slash 188, I'll have a link there to the glycemic index table so you can go through and you know see what's allowed, what's not. Now, again, there are other factors to consider besides the glycemic score. Um, for example, things like uh, pasta. Some pastas do have less than a 55 glycemic score, but that's not going to be something you should be really consuming outside of those cheat days. So uh, do a little bit of extra research. And if you go to gregclunas.com slash 188, there are other links that sort of help you put everything into context. Um, now, meals are all good, but what about snacking, right? That's where I think a lot of us fall off. Um, well, luckily, there are a ton of snacks that you can have. As I mentioned, unless you're following Tim's approach, you can have most fruits. And, and so that's already a great snack. I, I personally love having cherries after lunch. It's a nice dessert. It's sweet. It gets my sugar craving gone and it's pretty dang healthy for you. So cherries are great. Apples with peanut butter, uh, bananas, bananas with peanut butter, as, as Rachel likes to do. Um, you can even do bananas with peanut butter and like cocoa nibs, which I'm not a huge fan of cocoa nibs, but a lot of people love them. Um, and one great snack that I honestly have yet to try but looks so incredibly amazing is uh, avocado on sweet potato toast. So what you do is you sort of uh, take sweet potato, you sort of slice it into a toast shape like thinness, drop it in the toaster and uh, spread some avocado on that. It looks bomb, especially with some seasoning. Um but I, again, I haven't had a chance to try that. So let me know what uh, you think about that if you do try it or if it's something you currently eat. And one snack I've been really into lately that is super good for you, super packed with protein, is beef jerky. Now, I spent a lot of time not being into beef jerky. I don't know what it was about it. It just sort of freaked me out a little bit. Wasn't into it. Tried it one day and bam, instant fan. And one of my new favorite places to buy my jerky is Thrive Market because they sell all the top organic and healthy products at 25 to 50% off. I'm on the Thrive Market website right now. So let's say I'm having a jerky craving, right? Type in beef jerky in the search bar, click enter. So we've got Crave brand beef jerky, sweet chipotle. We've got Castor and Pollock's beef jerky for dogs, which I don't have a dog, but that's amazing. Epic coconut carnivore beef jerky mix. Like we have all of these great brands that I know for a fact are gonna be high quality, because Thrive takes the time to work directly with these brands and curate their products. So you know it's good. Something else that I really, really love is 
what's called shop values. If you hover over shop values on their website, they've got all gluten-free, moms, paleo, raw, staples, and vegan. So let's say I'm going to go into vegan. Bam. Louisville vegan jerky. Smoky Carolina barbecue. And it's $5.45. You save 32% off retail. Retail, if I were to go to like a Whole Foods, for example, $7.99. The reason they're able to really do this, the reason they can give you such big deals is because they cut out the middleman. They work directly with brands so they can give us major discounts on products. You guys know I care about you guys. So my immediate thought was, how can I introduce this to my listeners in a way that benefits them the most? And that's why I worked out a deal with the company where if you go to uh, www.thrivemarket.com slash tiny leaps and sign up, you're going to get $60 worth of free products. Here's how that works. And, and I'm not kidding. $60 worth of free products. Head over to www.thrivemarket.com slash tiny leaps, sign up, get a membership, and you're going to get $20 off each of your first three orders. Now, keep in mind, Prices are already 25 to 50% below retail because they cut out the middleman. And now you're going to get an additional $20 off each of your first three products. That's $60 worth of free jerky or, you know, whatever slow carb snack you're into. So head over to www.thrivemarket.com slash tiny leaps, create your membership and claim your free $60. Honestly, you'd be crazy not to. Now, I want to share my personal approach to the slow carb diet with you. We mentioned those five rules that Tim has for his slow carb diet, and I'm going to actually review that really quickly. So, uh, quote, rule number one, avoid white starchy carbohydrates. Rule number two, eat the same few meals over and over again. Rule number three, don't drink calories. Rule number four, don't eat fruit. And rule number five, take one day off per week and go nuts. Now, I'm more or less going to follow that, but there are a couple of key changes that I feel like I need to mention. So, for example, I'm going to eat fruits because, quite frankly, I like fruits. It's not bad for you. I'm going to limit them so that I'm not consuming too much fructose, but I want to eat fruits, and and so I'm going to choose to do that. I'm going to be sort of approaching it from prioritizing uh, greens and proteins. So every week when I do my, my groceries, I'm going to have on my list, these are the proteins I want for this week. These are the greens I want to pair with that. And outside of that, whatever else goes with the meal, that's great. But greens and protein are my top priorities. I'm going to do uh, Saturdays and Sundays that you might call a cheat day, but in my mind, it's just a normal eating day. So those days aren't meant to be, you know, me going buck wild and having six pieces of cake and beer and, and all of this stuff. Those days to me are just meant to be a no limit day. So I'm still going to wake up and eat the way that I want to eat rather than sticking next necessarily to what's slow carb and what's not. Um, but I'm also not going to go crazy. You know, I don't want to call it a cheat day to make sure that I don't like lose my mind over it. Uh, and I realized that, you know, having these sort of uh, breaking these rules might not get me the dramatic results that a lot of people have had. But in my mind, it's not important to follow a diet. What's important is to find a system that you like and then modify it to fit the lifestyle you want to live. 
Like that's what I think is ultimately the most important piece of this puzzle. Find something you like the general concept of and then modify it to fit your lifestyle so that it's something that becomes a lifestyle, not something that is a short term diet that you eventually drop off of. And so here's my challenge to myself. And if you want to participate, please feel free. For the next 30 days, I'm going to try to stick as close to this system, my sort of modified slow carb as I can, with the goal being to just better understand it. And and frankly, to learn what works for me, what doesn't work for me, and to start to create a nutrition plan and a nutrition system that I can live with day to day and be happy with for the next 300 years, because I'm going to live forever. And so After those 30 days, I will do an update to this episode and I'll report back and uh, just let you know how that went. I think, quite frankly, it'll be a really good experience regardless of how it goes. So again, if you'd like a copy of the low glycemic index table, as well as some resources used in making this episode, head over to www.gregclunas.com slash 188. That's where you're going to find the uh, show notes and and an article to go along with it, all the links that I've used, the the table, just everything you need to get started, you'll find there. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. This means the world to me that I have your attention. It means a world that I can share this experiment that I'm sort of taking on with you and, and hopefully you take something out of it. Don't forget to subscribe. If you loved this episode, hit the subscribe button, leave a rating and review. And more importantly than that, share this episode with one friend because if you can bring put this episode in front of one person who truly needs to hear it, you're going to give them the tools to start changing their life. And, and that's the best gift you can give somebody. So share it with one friend, hit the subscribe button, and let me know what you think. Head over to Twitter, I'm at Greg Clunas, or Instagram, at Greg Clunas, or if you're in the Facebook community, just let me know. What did you think of this episode? Are you going to try the slow carb? Have you ever done it before? Like, let me know what you think. This is a conversation. And so with all of that said, I want to leave you with this. Remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.